Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Ahoy there. Ahoy, mateys. <laughs> no idea up? why I'm dipping into pirates, but it just seemed right. You know pirates is coming out soon. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. That That is why. We are yeah. sponsored by... Dead Men Tell No Tales. I'm actually kind of excited to see it, though. We're not actually sponsored by them, though. But, no, we're um, not. And I'm, to be honest, not excited about that movie. But Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Javier Bardem. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to start this freaking podcast. <laughs> but Anthony Bourdain. That should be a reason for everything. But Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> that was too ridiculous. I can't even handle myself. That's, I'm one of those weird villains that saw the uh, <laughs> that saw the first pirates and hated it so much I didn't see the others. But you know his name does come up a lot, Anthony Bourdain. So. <laughs> okay, so fine, he sure. might actually yeah. be in the film. Try to backpedal that. Yeah, good, good, good luck on that. <laughs> I can't. Oh my god, that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, welcome to Bit Different, everybody. Welcome. Where we confuse celebrity chefs with uh, Spanish actors. With actual actors. Yeah. Who win awards. It's true. But it he's happens. a chef who wins awards. So there you go. Yeah, they, There's they're, our they're connection. both award-winning people. Yeah. Come on. So what's going on, Rob? What's new with you? Um, Not a whole lot. Uh, I mean, I was trying to think what I've been up to socially. Uh, I did have a very productive uh, weekend. So that's a thing. Uh, yesterday was not productive at all. But today, like, I got the dog to get her nails trimmed. I got some work done. I went flip-flop shopping, which, like, by flip the flops. way... Yeah, I bought new flip-flops. Uh, like Reef? That is actually the brand. Okay. Feast your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> As they have hair from our carpet hanging <laughs> off of them. But yeah, new Reef flip-flops. Yes. My old, they last forever. My old vans are um, kind of dying, but also I need to keep a pair of flip-flops at work. Mm. So I can, oh, yeah. you know, at six o'clock, I can kick off those shackles that are sneakers. You know, I'm just sick of all the formal wear at work. So <laughs> right. six o'clock, I kick off those those uh, cement shoes and put mm. on some flip flops. Those and, comfortable Nikes. Yeah, and, yeah. I feel human again because, yes. you know, Adidas is like a weird prison for my feet. You got to air out the tootsies. Yeah. So that's that's that. And uh, what else? Oh, last night, Todd and I saw Alien Covenant. Oh, awesome. What, how was it? I want to see that. I liked it. Um, it's uh, is it an action movie or is it like a scary horror film? Like I'd the original? say, it's more action. Boo. But even then, even then, it's uh, it's like a sci-fi thing that doesn't really build tension. And then there's like sudden little bouts of action. It's the biggest. Like I mean, I was I was trying to figure out like how I felt about it. Which I mean, I that's not a very good review for it no well officially i liked it okay um but uh well, that's good. also at the same time though i mean like i'm i like alien 3 and alien resurrection so i don't know if i'm like a great judge of character when it comes to those movies i loved alien 3 though because like my my only real bar is like was it better than alien versus predator which it was oh shit that's not a very high bar that's low bar yeah, that's actually and that's part of the problem i mean i know because you did not care for prometheus right no not at all and i really liked prometheus yes correct um <laughs> but like it's weird and the, I know that like um the, at least you know the the trivia on IMDb and from what I'd heard about this movie is that Ridley Scott was trying to make Prometheus 2 and it was going to be called uh, Paradise Lost and uh based on mixed to put it politely reactions to prometheus he decided to make this uh because like i think the prometheus it was supposed to be like a prometheus trilogy kind of thing yeah and instead this movie became alien covenant and he was trying to if anything get to alien faster yeah and so the problem is the movie actually feels kind of like it's half alien half prometheus that's what i thought it was going to be like and like to be honest i feel like it would have been better if he just decided to either make Prometheus 1 or the Alien prequel. Don't try to mix the two super quickly. Um, if he needed a trilogy to pull it off, then I think he should have done that. Um, I don't know if it made sense for him to sort of take Prometheus and then just immediately shoehorn Alien into it to yeah, sort of Yeah, it was it. a very fast connection. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, it's cool. I mean, some of the stuff it does is really great. It is it is a thing. It is a situation where you see smart characters Do doing stupid, stupid shit. things. I, I read something about yeah. that. Like I forgot who wrote that article, but yeah, it's popped up in my Facebook I think it was feed a couple a, times. E D um, Entertainment Weekly said something like that. Yeah, it, and it's a totally valid uh, 
complaint of you have these scientists and very smart people making very stupid choices and it's kind of infuriating. Um, the one thing I'll say that, I mean, I, I had a good time with it. Um, and uh, also um, the nice thing about alien movies is they always consistently find a new way for me to feel terrible for people. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing these people go through these things. I'm always yeah. just like, oh God, like I can't even imagine. Yeah. And see, some of these people die. Like some of the deaths are not quite super interesting, but some of them are... I thought were straight up awful uh, in a good way. I mean, they were terrible deaths uh, to witness and they were fun to watch as someone who's going to this movie. And so um, I feel like the body horror element of Alien is alive and well at times. And then it became a little bit of a by the numbers kind of action movie. And I'm okay with it. Um, I didn't hate it at all. And like when I left, I was like, you know what? I was totally cool with that movie. Like it was fine. The more I think about it, maybe the less I liked it. But... I'm not upset I saw it. It's not It's not cure for wellness. Uh, oh, I have to see that still. That movie just felt like a waste of my time. Uh, I, I don't mean I am going to gonna see it still just for the visual aspects. Yeah. But speaking It is of, lovely. Yeah. Speaking of visual, though, the reason I love... One of the particular reasons I love Aliens so much is because I think the aliens, like, themselves, are yeah. such beautiful... Uh, looking creatures oh the xenomorphs are really cool a xenomorph that's the actual like official term for the alien life form oh xenomorph wow okay so yeah Yeah. and i've always been like super attracted to it ever since i was a kid and i remember i did i mention this in another podcast where i went to um horror nights at universal studios and they did the alien versus predator um maze a few years back they did two years in a row Oh, okay. I love that maze. Well, I'm going to spoil the ending because I... Well, I don't think it's coming back. Maybe maybe it will. It I may, don't know. Typically, they don't bring a maze well, back. Well, a lot of our so. listeners are not in Los Angeles. And it's weird. They yeah. did that one two years in a row and they didn't change it at all. Oh. Well, at the end of this creepy-ass maze where both aliens and predators attack you through the whole thing, you come to the queen. A two-story queen. A two-story queen. And even though she is fucking terrifying... I while we were running out, I stopped and just kind of stood under her and just looked at her. And I think it's so beautiful the way she looks. Oh yeah, I'm obsessed with the no, Queen Alien. That was an amazing creation because yeah. it, it was. Re- we all reacted very differently mm-hmm. when that happened. I remember. I think we might have been together that first year of that maze. Todd's reaction when he saw her was to go, "Hey, Queen." Uh, <laughs> that was his response. Um, my reaction, and like this is Halloween Horror Nights. Your head's on a swivel all night because yeah. everything's coming at you. You're like, "Let's go!" <laughs> and like, I walked into that room with like the strobe going and the crazy two-story queen, and my only response was to start clapping. It was just this involuntary oh, thing where cool. I, I, I literally looked at. I was just like. Yes, I live for the applause. Well, and then as soon as it <laughs> as soon as it happened, um, what, like while in that in that room though, because you're obviously distracted by this giant queen, uh, a warrior alien will come at you from the side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I was like clapping, and I just went because ah! <laughs> like this thing came right at me, and then I just went right back to like being in awe. Yeah, it was amazing, it was stunning. Yeah, no, Ooh, it, if you haven't gone to horror nights though, I totally recommend it. All the mazes are superb. Well, oh, and. Not to uh, spoil some news, maybe, for later. Okay. But have you heard uh, the announcement of one of the mazes for this year? No. They are doing The Shining. Shut it down, The Shining. They are. That's going to be creepy. I'm so excited for them to... Come play with us. For them to rebuild the (laughs) Overlook... Like hallways. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be dope. I'm so excited. And I'm really glad you mentioned it actually because I did not have that written down in my sort of like, you know, stuff to Your talk about, stuff to remember. Book of things. My book of things. But yeah, so that's what I've been up to. We saw Alien Covenant, flip flop shopping. Nice. Dog got her nails trimmed. Ah. Yeah. You know. Family man. Yeah. I'm, I'm be, I've been very busy and important this, this weekend yes. doing all sorts of important shoe purchasing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love good shoes. Well, I actually, you used a lot of shoe leather because I went to the 14th factory and it's actually this huge art installation that's in kind of like downtown Highland Park area. I've seen so many photos from this thing. Well, I've not been. I thought it was going to be kind of small, but it's actually on three acres. It's huge. Jesus. You don't realize how huge it is until you keep going from room to room to like huge room. And it's this um, 
it's an experience basically where you kind of it's a collaboration of different artists and brought together by this uh, British artist from Hong Kong named Simon Birch and it's basically his art and a bunch of other artists and what they say on the website is it's to unify individuals and to create uh, and the creative process and to eat there i can't speak uniting the individuals to the creative process and to each other and the experience challenges the current political climate by celebrating creative diversity unity and the act of overcoming obstacles and challenges as a global society enough all those words did you get a picture in the pitchfork room i did so yeah there's um a pitchfork room and it's really fucking cool. Everybody says it looks so scary, but it's really beautiful, actually. And um, there's this room full of crowns on pedestals made of different materials. Ooh. Yeah. And they're kind of like in the shape of the crown. Well, a lot of them are in the shape of the crown of the um, kid from, what's that book called? Where the, the Wild Mon- Things Are? Yes, Where the Wild Things Are. And they did a 2000 Space Odyssey, a 2001 Space Odyssey room. Um, and they got the original designer who worked with Kubrick Ooh. to help redesign it. And the thing about Kubrick stuff is none of it was original because Kubrick destroys all of his sets after the film is made. So nothing was original. It was all remade. Jesus. But because the person who was with him who built the set was there. He said, I remember exactly how it was when we did the film. So they redid it. That's really cool. Yeah. The only difference is they changed the art to a, a like a, um, they, they changed the artist for the art around. I'm not going to say what it is. Cause I don't know, but it was really pretty. So I did that and I recommend it if you're in the LA area or visiting. And then on Friday night, I went to a Vaporwave underground party. And what is Vaporwave? I don't know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) It's a music movement that is kind of started off of like the elevator music type. Muzak? Uh Uh-huh, Muzak. And, but it has like a 90s, 80s kind of retro vibe to it with a little bit of techno-y mixed into it. But it's kind of a throwback to that era, but it deals with corporate symbolism and anti-corporate symbolism and a lot of video game references. So it's pretty cool. cool. And they had projections of video games on the walls, and it's pretty cool. Nice. Even though I was literally the oldest person there, other than the DJ, (laughs) because these kids were all like 19 and 20. So uh, it was that. Oh my God. So they were all oh, enjoying and it there for the, ir- the irony of it all. It was a booze free party. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I guess that's how you. Well, that's why you were the oldest person there because everyone over 21 bailed. Yeah. They were smart. Yeah. Well, actually, could, I think you could BYOB. So, um, or at least people were doing it. Yeah, I don't think that's official <laughs> rule. I think that's some, some booze hound sneaking in there. Yeah, yeah. Their yeah. swill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my week. <laughs> That's a cool week. I love that your your week was uh, stuffed with culture. Yeah, very cultural. Yeah, That's like me. Los Angeles culture. You culture vulture. You. Yeah. I bought shoes. Um, I know, but that's a foot culture, a foot fetish <laughs> culture. <laughs> I, I buy shoes like once every like year and a half, I think. Like I wear sneakers till they fall apart and my flip flops are probably even older. So it was time. I basically just buy all my shoes, all my clothes basically online and put them on. If they don't work, I send them back. <laughs> I hate going to stores now. Well, I nearly did like a, a flip flop purchase online, but um, I just, I wanted to be able to try them on. Yeah, and totally. of course. Find, it's weird though finding a place that sells good flip-flops that aren't like athletic shower sandals kind of flip-flops really difficult everywhere i went was like oh we have these you know adidas ones which they're mm-hmm. just the kind of like a four inch strap that goes across your foot yeah the thick foam yeah or uh or like the air jordan <laughs> i always think sketchers yeah and all i want and they look like teenage mutant ninja turtle toes and all i want are like frat boy flip-flops like the rainbow brand or reef or oh, vans yeah, i love rainbow that, like yeah the squishy soles and they have the thong notch fabric. Give me that. Yeah. Simple. You're a simple man with simple needs. And apparently uh, expensive taste, though, because... Yeah, reefs are expensive. Holy shit. I had no... Like, flip-flops cost more than shoes. What, Sometimes. were they, like, 80 bucks? 65. Yeah. With tax, almost 80. Yeah, yeah. 70. So, yeah, I was... And I think my, my last pair of Adidas I bought were, like, 70. And Birkenstocks are, like, in the hundreds. Oh, Birkenstocks are crazy. Ridiculous. 
Let's like, not even go there. Yeah, I mean, Birkenstocks <laughs> are like Doc Martin sandals. They're like 130 bucks or something. They're crazy. I remember when I was the most uncoolest person in the world because I used to wear Birkenstocks in high school because I was on the swim team and they were comfortable and easy to get around and they would get wet and even though they were leather, they really didn't get ruined. Yeah. Now they're cool. I guess it wasn't cool back then, but well, now back then, I, in retrospect... Back then it was only lesbians that wore Birkenstocks. I know, I was a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> so you were you were rocking it you were owning it i was owning it but yeah. everybody else is throwing tomatoes at me but that's okay everybody's the worst the worst so what are you playing right now anything good yeah i'm playing prey i finally got back into it okay. i got over my fear yes okay and are you uh are you still playing on normal mode or did you flip it down to easy or no i stuck to normal good for you um last i played i was stuck like i couldn't go any further because i had no, no ammo. ammo yeah so and as everyone knows who's listened to this podcast i do not like stealth games this is not my thing i like to run in gun and run out well and you had an ammo supply issue in doom as well right? yeah i did because you weren't doing enough finishing moves. T- typically i miss <laughs> well you weren't doing enough fishing fishing moves because that's what gives you ammo oh yeah that's true you got to knock them out at the very end yeah okay so yeah so you got over your ammo shortage and i well i'm back in my ammo shortage as we speak oh, no. but i decided to creep around <gasps> and by oh. creeping around you actually get somewhere at least in the first part of the game so you have adapted are you a mimic oh wouldn't you want to know <laughs> i i am teetering on humanoid <laughs> how do you feel about the leveling system in this where you sort of select what skills you get um, I the, the the thing I hate about this game is literally every skill you need in this game. It's not like, oh, I could do this later, this and the other. Like to get anywhere you need to keep updating every skill and you have to keep them constant or you have to just go for one and hope that you don't run into another skill that you'll need later. And I hate that because well, it feels like Deus Ex. On I that. wish I could move some things, but I can't because I'm not strong enough. I wish I could hack some things, but I can't because I'm not smart enough. I wish I could. It's always I wish I would have done this. Well, it sounds like it's a game that makes you make a lot of choices and that you decide, yeah, am I, am I going to do the, like the exploration route or am I going to do the hacking route or am I going to go like combat? efficiencies and so and i try to keep it even steven and that was not the best way to go being a jack or jill of all trades is not going to help you it seems and that is my life because yeah it seems like uh jack of all trades master of zero because like that's how deus ex is in deus ex like you can approach the stealth route or you can have skin that deflects bullets like you have choices um, but yeah, there's never enough Praxis kits to go around to do them all. Yeah, but I did commit to heavy firepower, so it's hard for those fuckers to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> nice. There's at least that. So you put a lot of time into Prey? Uh, yeah, I've put another eight hours into it, and I'm, you know, I'm playing it, and also my roommate's um, boyfriend, he's playing it, and he's getting through it a lot faster than I did, but that's okay, but... I kind of see the different ways of doing it now, which is cool. Um, yeah, if I played it over, I'd probably do it a little differently. But I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm pretty far. So, yeah. Nice. So when I get started on it, um, after the, I mean, so I played the demo. So mm-hmm. once I actually get started on it, I do feel like I'm going to prioritize uh, lifting heavy objects mm-hmm. and hacking. But that's kind of yes. that's kind of how I prioritized my Deus Ex experience as well because I want to be able to get access to locations. That was yeah. it. Like I want to be able to meds get are doors. also like health kits. Like upgrade Ooh. those too because you need to use those a lot. Oh, well, from the demo, I can tell you, I definitely need those. Yeah, yeah. I was always upgrade dying. those. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. So that's all you've been playing. Uh, yeah. How about you? Have you been doing any more Uncharted? No, because I've been playing Prey, okay. but actually, um, Keith, my roommate, has been playing a ton of Uncharted, which is great. Gargoyle stance? You know, not as much as I would like. That disappoints me. It's very disappointing. He needs to get a little cuckoo again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. How about you? Um, well, I haven't had a lot of time to play during the week, but um, on Saturday, my non-productive day of the weekend, uh, I did my second playthrough of Nier. Okay. So I have unlocked ending B, which I posted on our Instagram account. You can see a photo of that and that screen. Uh, anywho, um, yeah, I did my second playthrough of Nier, which um, this is not really a spoiler for anybody. Uh, playthrough one and two 
aka endings A and B, are pretty much the same story, just retold from a different perspective. And on playthrough two, it gives you slightly more context for things. Like when you walk into a room in your first playthrough and it just sort of says like, oh, this is this person. You're like, what the, this makes no sense. What the fuck? And then um, occasionally in playthrough two, when you walk into a room, it would like flash to white and give you like a cinematic and then come right back to the game. And that cinematic gives you context. So when it explains like, oh, this thing is this person to these group of people, you've actually seen cinematics that represent that. And you're like, oh, okay. If we'd had that in playthrough one, it all would have made sense. So it's filling in the gaps a little bit. And then, um, but it's pretty much a retelling of the same story from a different character. And then uh, I finished that and I started playthrough three. And so- if playthrough one and two are the same sentence two ways, uh-huh. like of the story of Nier. Um, I'm guessing three changes the game. Well, playthrough three pretty much turns the ending that you thought you had that you kind of like if, in grammar sense. If endings A and B end with a period, it changes that period to a comma and ending or playthrough three just continues directly off those endings. Only you would describe a video game in such a way. <laughs> grammar speak. Oh Lord. So yeah, playthrough three. I actually love it. Playthrough three isn't even playthrough three. It's, it is an extension of playthrough one and two. It's a semicolon. Yeah. Exactly. And then it, it continues the story. Uh, and so, yeah, your previous endings are not endings. They're just breaths before the game continues. It's a beat. Exactly. Hmm. And so, um, yeah, playthrough three has been really interesting because it's changed some shit. Nice. Um, And so, and it's much harder. So um, I'm having a good time with that though. And I'm looking forward to finishing playthrough three because I hear that's like the one that really sort of like, I think at the end of it, you unlock a chapter select, which means you can unlock the next two endings pretty quickly. And so I'm looking forward to uh, kind of doing like the big third playthrough, which I think will give me everything I need to know. And then experiencing all the endings and then wrapping up near and moving on to prey. Sweet. Cause I need to yeah. be able to talk about these, uh, mimic horrors. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, they were like, Oh, this game's not, you kept saying in the podcast, it's so scary. It's so scary. Literally five seconds after they said that screams, cause <laughs> one of the little monsters jumped in their face and I was like, Oh, not so scary, huh? Oh, good. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so. Nice. yeah. So are we learning something tonight? We are. Aren't you jealous? I'm I'm ready. My you brain should. is ready. Good. Because the word of the week Ooh. is corescent. Corescent? Mm-hmm. It's an adjective. Okay. Corescent. Corescent. And I imagine it would mean some sort of like valuable or shiny type thing. Girl, <laughs> get out of here. You already know. No, is that actually what it was? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the definition? Sparkling or gleaming. What? Wait, see, I would have thought like crescent, like a half or a piece of something. No, it just the essence made crescent. me think of some sort of like. Maybe it's the it way would, I delivered it. Crescent. It could be the, the way you Ethereal. say the way you say most words is fairly sparkly or gleaming. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, it could have just been lucky on that. Um, no, I, I was good for like, you. Like effervescent, or it's like, like there's something. There's some sort of like it was more about the ending than it was the beginning of the word. And which is also this is also very cool because Coruscant. From Star Wars, that where the Jedi Temple is, is spelled the same exact way. It's really? just pronounced differently. Did not know it's that. It's like a sparkling city. I did not know that. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Seriously, I've learned two things today. Okay. Carescent. Carescent. No, no, no. That No, carescent. Carescent. Yes, and Coruscant. Okay. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Nice. So, there you go. So you got, any, uh, you got any news for me? Well, one piece of news that you're going to be very sad about is I have not started Injustice 2. What? I know. I haven't purchased it yet. She's what? on a budget, okay? Oh, okay, okay Games fine. are expensive. Fine, sorry. <laughs> she's, not, she's she's playing Prey still, so well, she's busy. I will be, I'll be ready also for her to stop talking about herself in third person, because <laughs> that's weird. Uh, but no, I will I will be ready. I'll be waiting, uh, you know, on bated breath to uh, to hear how Injustice 2 is, because I... That's, Could care less. It's, it's not my game. Um, although I did buy Injustice 1. Yeah. Well, you don't like Injustice 1? I liked it just fine. Not enough to buy the second one. My huh. favorite thing about it was the um, the way they handled... The specials? No, the way they handled the health bars and the font choice. You're nuts. But the game is gorgeous. In that the they, font choice is your favorite part, they, Mr. Grammar. 
they minimized the HUD and made the design like striking yet secondary to the game. And then Mortal Kombat learned from that. It is a very good design. Yeah. Like, and it uses the same font as uh, Skyrim, which is like, oh. a, it's like a block caps. Yeah. I used to actually know what the font was too, um, but it's, it's really It's like great. a gothic almost. It's like a goth, it's like a gothic condensed or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's interesting in that it is like all caps and it's, it's pretty narrow. And it's lo- elongated. Yeah. Gothic. Yeah. And so, but yeah, it's, it's, it's funny working in like, I'm not even a designer, but working with the designers, you learn a lot. Like GameStop, their font is impact condensed. I, oh yeah. Well, like, I took a co- an online course on fonts and, oh yeah, um, yeah. Cause you did design school. Yes. I forgot all of it <laughs> and I forgot all the little pieces. I know what a serif is <laughs> other than that. All right then. Um, yeah. Cause but... I, I'm the kerning Nazi at work. Are you? Yeah. I don't like when there's yeah. uneven letter spacing. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> like, kerning is a big deal. Yeah. You got to space those letter- letters out evenly. Right? It needs to be beautiful for the eye. But um, what I was going to say is I cannot believe that is your favorite part of freaking Injustice 1. You're nuts. It was an important step for all games, I feel. Because <laughs> you know what? Mortal Kombat learned from it. step for game kind. Right? Yeah, and Mortal Kombat is more my speed. And it took a cue from Injustice. And that's important. Yeah, that's true. And I remember, like, I remember actually, like, straight up seeing Injustice, and I was, I assumed that it was like a a marketing build where they turned off the HUD or something like that, just because it was so clean looking. And no, that's just the game. And like, whenever the combo meter or the combo uh, communication pops up in the left side of the screen, or when it says like counter or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I just remember thinking that looks nice and it's not distracting. And why that's a very pretty font you've got and there. I like the simple font choice. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be a font nerd <laughs> you know, uh, at least they didn't use like papyrus or comic sans like it's a good one that's true any games you're looking forward to like oh um well yeah there was actually I, it's funny i have two bits of like upcoming you know game news type stuff that okay I'm excited about. we'll start with that um well uh they just announced that the game owl boy is coming to switch which mm. I'm very excited about. It, Owlboy is a really, really nice looking, uh, I believe, 2D platformer type. Ooh, I um, love that. For the PC. And oh. it took years of development because it's a really small team. It might be just a handful of people. I don't know the full story, so I'm not going to act like I know it. Okay. Um, could be one person. It, it very well could be. It, it, um, and it's really very striking. And they just sort of announced that it's coming to the Switch, I guess, sometime this year. I don't have a lot of details because the article was not full of facts. Uh, But Mm. I'm excited about the fact that it's coming because at this point, I don't have a PC that can run like any games. I'm on an old Mac Mini at home. And so I don't have like a PC for gaming at all, uh, let alone a modern Mac even for for gaming so owlboy um and also i just don't like playing games on my pc because you know i'm a laptop or mac mini guy so i'm excited about the 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 possibility of owlboy for switch also i because i can use as many games on the switch as i can get yeah and then also uh they announced that the from software title eternal ring which came out for the ps2 pretty early i think in the ps2's life cycle i never even heard of it uh until recently is coming to the ps4 as a ps2 classic which Mm. so it's not remastered it's just i think it'll run at a higher resolution but it's not being really revamped in any way okay Um, i'm excited about it just because from software has a fan in me because they do the souls games and bloodborne and yeah, I've uh, never heard of that, that game either. Well, Eternal it's, Ring. Eternal Ring, and it, it's What's weird. What's it about? I don't know. Oh. I'd never actually. I, I watched a little bit of YouTube footage of it when I f- finally heard about it. Um, I think it's a first-person dungeon crawler, and uh, but like it's weird. Um, since I wasn't really a PlayStation guy through college, I was a uh, Xbox and GameCube and Dreamcast guy. Um. And my friends, my roommates all had PS2s. I didn't really look into PS2 games that they didn't have. And so luckily they had good taste and I got to play stuff like Eco and uh, Get to Ruman and Devil May Cry. Hmm. Um, but like they, they weren't, they didn't care about Eternal Ring. They never, like they never mentioned it. I never saw it. Yeah. yeah it's weird though. Like the cover art seems very familiar to me. And so um, I'm excited about being able to throw what 10 bucks at the playstation store to get to play that so uh no date on that i don't think but um those are two bits of games coming out that i am excited about 
Sweet. Like that, that, those will be fun. I'm actually even, I didn't jump on the bandwagon of this game that I'm going to talk about in the, of the first one, but I think I'm going to give it a chance for the second round, even though some people hate it and some people love it. Destiny 2. Oh yeah. Yeah. I might want to just join up on Destiny 2 because I didn't do it on Destiny 1 and I feel like maybe I missed out even if it, some people hate it, some people love it. We'll try it out. See what it's like. So you never played Destiny at all? Mm-mm. Well, you know, I watched. Uh, I did. We watched some people on Twitch. Our first guest has uh, one of my copies of it in his possession right now, and he's never really? played it. Really? Uh, which maybe he needs to pass over the torch. Actually, I have a second physical copy of, of it. Of course, you do. That I can love. The to. game master. Well, okay, so. Destiny's been a weird road for me. A little bit, kind of. I don't know. Like, not to bore people in this sort of shit, but, like, it's weird. Okay, so, uh, at the old job, my former boss, his wife, works for Activision. Okay. And so, a lot of their big releases, we would tend to get copies of. Okay. And um, so, like, we get Call of Duties or whatever, and we'd get Destiny. And so, Destiny came out. We all got it. And um, we all played together, like, coworkers. We all, you know, rallied and... You and bonded. We joined fire teams together and went and did stuff. And it's honestly, like, the biggest problem is the story didn't make any sense. But the game, I thought, was fun. And I like is playing... Is it kind of like their version of Halo? It's from the same developers as Halo. Oh. Um, but it's like, uh, did you, you didn't play The Division, did you? No, Tom Clancy, no. It's an always on online shooter. So like it plays like Halo, like when it comes to shooting. Um, And the shooting is really good, actually. I think it's better than Halo shooting. Um, But it's an online experience where you're meant to play with two other people. Okay. And like the story missions don't make a whole lot of sense, but like you need to go accomplish these things. And then eventually, like when you hit a certain point, you do raids against these higher level bad guys and stuff. And so it's it's a game that like you tend to replay the same mission a bunch of times, uh. but like they, de- they drop different loot and like they have events that you can take part in. And so it's really, I thought it was a good time uh, when I played it. I, like when I wasn't playing it, I didn't think about it. Yeah. But like when I did play it though, I tended to enjoy myself um, for what it was. It's not a perfect game. It's not a game that kept me coming back. I know people that uh one of our listeners uh has platinumed it oh wow uh, he's huge into destiny congrats he's, he's very excited about destiny too and uh i have another friend up in seattle who is a huge destiny hound and so and he played he played it i think every day for a while because there were daily uh sort of um challenges and daily um playlists that you could do to get unique loot mm-hmm. and um but so here's the thing, though. Destiny, I have a disc. And like, let's just say the disc is like 13 gigabytes, whatever, of installation stuff. Let's just say. Okay. For day one. <laughs> okay. You know, it's X amount of data. Uh, so um, that's the one I played on for a long time. And of course, there's patches that came onto it and all this sort of stuff that you have to be online for because the game's always online. It yeah. makes sense. It lives then, online. Right? And then a year later, The Taken King came out, which was the third expansion for Destiny. The Taken King required the previous two expansions to work. If you bought the physical copy, which I received a physical copy due to my connection. It wouldn't work. No. So I got a physical copy due to my connection. Yeah. If you get a physical copy of The Taken King, it comes with a disc, which is identical to the disc that came out a year before, and a download code that you have to enter to get all the DLC. So like, it's the same disc for Destiny that came out and just with a download code for The Dark Below, House of Wolves, and uh, Taken King, the three expansions. So I was like, oh. So like I gave my first disc to so Travis. So you could have just bought the just the DLC. The DLC. Yeah. So well, wow. of course, I mean, like I received a copy, so it was like whatever. Yeah. So I gave my first copy to Travis because I I had my own new disc that I could use and the DLC code. And then um, when Rise of Iron came out, which was their final expansion, mm-hmm. they reissued the complete collection. I'm not 100% sure, but my Spidey Sense is the same disc. Is saying it's the same fucking disc, which is 13 gigabytes of data or whatever, and then you just download a ginormous patch for the rest of it. So when Rise of Iron came out, instead of getting a third copy of the same disc, I just bought it digitally so I could just get the whole damn thing. So I didn't have to have a disc in it anymore to totally. play. So I have a digital copy now so you can borrow my taken king. yes <laughs> if you want i'm you, gonna take your king 
at least you could give Destiny a shot and see yeah. if you like it. Because I'm kind of I'm excited about Destiny too. All right. And to be honest, I'll give it a shot. I think Destiny is more fun if you are playing when with everybody else is. Yeah. So like that's that's the yeah. consensus. If you get in at the ground floor on Destiny two with everybody else, you're not going to be crazy outgunned by anybody. You're all going to be experiencing the story together. I think it'll be a better experience. Sweet. Well, I'm looking forward to it. So yeah. That's... Well, and Nathan Fillion is super fun in the destiny games really they're using him right now pretty hard to sell destiny 2 and i think it's a smart move his character is by far the most you know uh i won't say relatable but i mean kind of he's the most is he's the most human character in the game and he's a robot hmm sweet oh uh, yeah well i saw the trailer he's in the trailer right that which was... one the gameplay trailer that came out a couple days ago no oh the cg the, one yeah yeah his yeah, name yeah. is gary glenn something with a g like that guy he's the funny one <laughs> sweet yeah well some um new news about destiny's destiny 2 i don't know destiny's child De- <laughs> about destiny's child <laughs> they're getting back together no they're not i have no idea but um there is a new mode called the crucible which will feature a new match type countdown where one team defends an area from an opposing group of attackers, which really reminds me of Overwatch and how I think they got that idea from Overwatch. Well, they are the same parent company. So they can like take Activision it. Like and Blizzard are related. They can take it. Yeah, and the Crucible honestly needed, I think it needed some fresh ideas because yeah. the Crucible was, you know, I mean, that was their PvP for Destiny 1. Yeah. So. And then another thing that they're adding to is players can group together in clans and they can do a custom appearance. Cool. So that's cool. And you know me, I love to customize my character, so. Well, and it seems like, I mean, I think Destiny was not in any way a failure, but I do think there was a lot to... Add on to it. There's a lot to learn from. Oh. And I, I do, I think right now we're in that early stage of like the always on multiplayer encouraged uh, action titles, like between like Destiny and The Division. Um, I feel like the second version of all these things are going to be very different games, just depending on you know, what everyone learned from the first, uh, the first pass. Yeah, I so, agree. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of cool. I mean, I feel like, you know, there's, there's, yeah, there's just a lot of improvements they can make and not that the originals were broken. Mm-hmm. It's just that, uh, they can see what worked and they can see what didn't and then they can fix it. Yeah. I'm excited for what they do when Overwatch 2 comes out. I wonder what they're going to add to that one. Well, I kind of wonder when Overwatch 2 would be coming just given that like, they, they keep adding to this one. Yeah, like they give you free characters. But they... so did Star Wars Battlefront, and they already have a sequel coming oh, out. Yeah. So, like, it could be already in the works, ready to go so, soon. Yeah, I'm curious. You never know. Because, yeah, I mean, they've given away free characters, and, and just the fact they've had, like, a year worth of free events between, like, you know, the Year of the Rooster and uh, the winter thing, the Halloween thing. Like, they've, right. they've had, and the summer games. I am the Year of the Rooster, by the way. So, yeah. this is my year. I'm Year of the Dog. I'm your of the cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Um, more news? Uh, I got one other bit, or I guess it's two pieces in yeah. the same vein. Netflix. Yes. They are, they are turning it out. Oh, my God. So um, I, I want to steal your thunder if you had this on your no, list. Go for it. Uh, they're doing a series that is a prequel to The Dark Crystal. Yes, they are. It's so exciting. I am very excited. I am obsessed with The Dark Crystal. Even though it's a very slow movie, it's a uh, very good movie. Of all of the Henson stuff, like, I mean, I love Labyrinth. I do. Dark Crystal, I like more. Really? I'm a Dark Crystal I'm guy. I'm not that girl. Or I'm a Dark Crystal kid. And uh, I'm a labyrinth kid, like, but I love Dark Crystal. I love the Skeksis. I love Chamberlain with his stupid whimper. Lord Chamberlain. <laughs> and then he goes, I love I, I love the Skeksis. I love the Mystics. I love what's like, her face? Olga. Oh, oh, oh uh, Olga. No, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, my God. What's her name? Oh, God. oh shit. Damn it. Oh my god, I have to look that up now because I oh what's her name? Or Goth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shit. Oh my god, I feel I should know her name. Cause yeah, I love that. I mean, like she's the one that tells them about the great conjunction. The great conjunction. Oh. I'm obsessed with that movie. No, I And love... we can't remember their names. Yeah, but that's no, okay. Seriously, like, yeah, what kind of fans are we that we can't think of their names? But um Everybody's yelling at us right now. It's, right? There's like God Agra. It's Agra, you idiots. Right. Sounds oh. like Okra. 
I could be her. Oprah. And so, oh, the way she sits down. <laughs> and Fizzgig. Oh, Fizzgig. Fizzgig. A little puffball. So yeah, I'm very excited about a Dark Crystal prequel. I think that is very exciting. Um, speaking of, like, Jim Henson... Do you have any other favorites Jim Henson movies? Do you like Muppets or are you uh, not of, that? Of all the Muppet movies, The Great Muppet Caper. That is pretty much the best one. Well, because I, I I, mean, I respect the Muppet movie and Muppets Take Manhattan, of course. I was not as much into the later ones, the Christmas Ooh. Carol or, or Treasure Ooh, Island as much. Oh, those are some of my favorites. Well, I know Tim Curry is in Treasure oh, yeah, Island, yeah, yeah. so of course you love that wallet. one. Okay. Um, but yeah, like uh, I think you should watch them now, though. I think you'll I appreciate them now because the the humor is still pretty adult, even though it's a kids' movie. But like, oh, the Great Muppet Caper is so good just because it's so reflective that it's a movie. Just the whole like when they're talking to like when Lady Holiday is just giving Miss Piggy all this information she doesn't need. She's yeah. like, "Why are you telling me this? Yeah. It's plot exposition. It has to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. Like just the fact that like they." Oh, like The Great Muppet Caper is so great for kids and it has such a, an amazing long-term payoff for adults that that is a kids movie done right and that it really is a movie for everybody. It's a family movie, yeah. not a kids movie. Um, so I'm a Muppet Caper kid. I and you a know dark what? crystal Miss kid. Piggy has some of her best looks in Great Muppet Caper. Oh yeah, she's oh. That's like 90s 80s magic. When she and when she pulls out her modeling book, uh, Me Demure. Uh, me oh. Demure. Ah. Oh. Daring. Mwah. Hi. Beating up on Charles Grodin. Like, come on. Yeah. Her, her, that's when she had her curly hair. Yeah. Now she has a straight kind of wave mermaid <laughs> hair. But I like that too. I really enjoyed Muppets Most Wanted and the Muppet movie, the new one. I like the Muppet movie. Muppets Most Wanted, I wanted to like more because I love Tina Fey. Oh, you didn't care for it. I didn't like it as much as I'd hoped I would. Mm, but, I, I, you know. I like the songs in it. I thought God, they were pretty funny. That. But yeah, so I, I but yeah, the Henson stuff, I'm I'm very excited about Dark Crystal yeah. coming back. I need more of that. And then also on the Netflix front, they've announced a Witcher series. Yes, they have. I cannot wait. Is that a prequel, sequel? What's going on? Or is it just the books? I don't know. Huh. But I saw Netflix and The Witcher, and I'm like, sold. Approved. Going to add that. Yep. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Netflix is jumping on all the stuff they know is going to sell well. Oh, and actually, there's one other Netflix thing that I'm really... I hope they come out with a Witcher toy line, if that's the case, if they haven't already, which I really want there to be an Uncharted toy line, because I need a Chloe figure in my life. Sap. You do. I do. Um, or a Barbie dresses Chloe. I could do that too. She actually does. She's very tall and like she seems like she could be sort of a Barbie. I could have a Barbie Chloe. Yeah. Oh my God. What if Barbie did a line that was all video game heroines? We have Bayonetta. We would have Chloe. We'd have freaking uh, Laura Croft. We'd have Samus. Oh, shut it down. Oh my God. Write a strongly worded letter to Mattel right now. This is too good a deal to pass up that's um, a lot of brands you have to work with though well yeah <laughs> and then um the also on netflix uh they just released the trailer for a new movie directed by uh bong joon ho called okja huh? about a you lost me at okja about a giant super pig are you sure you're not thinking of captain underpants no, no stay with me stay okay. with me <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, the director, uh, Bong Joon-ho, who's Korean. Uh, he directed Snowpiercer. Ooh, oh, see. And, and you didn't like Snowpiercer? Nope. Oh. I did not like that movie. Um, Are you a shoe or a hat? I have no idea what that means. Snowpiercer reference. <laughs> um, that, he also directed a really great monster movie um, from... I'm a hat, first of all. Let's go there. Because <laughs> I know where this is going. He directed a fantastic uh, monster movie in 2006 called The Host. Oh, I have seen The Host. I absolutely adore that movie. Yeah, that was um, good. And uh, then he had Snowpiercer, which I also very much liked. Mm -hmm. And his new one is called Okja, about a little girl who befriends a giant, uh, I believe, genetically engineered super pig that is meant to sort of like help solve world hunger. In oh. that it, unlike other livestock, it is much greener. It requires, it creates less greenhouse gases and all these things. And like she's friends with it and they're supposed to, and like the company that created, it, I think, wants to kill it and uh, chop it up and make it into food. 
and it stars Tilda Swinton, Paul Dano. Uh, of course, he always has Tilda in his movies. Well, just in Snowpiercer, but yeah. Well, his, and, um, his English movies. Yeah, and <laughs> Steven Yeun from uh, Walking Dead, Lily Collins. Uh, there's some other really good people in it. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, who was um, in Breaking Bad. Huh. And Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. Really? It looks fantastic. Todd is already very concerned that the movie is possibly going to break his heart. Um, and I am ready for whatever that movie throws at me. Because seriously, like... And it's a Netflix original. Oh, wow. Yeah. So okay. So it'll be coming to Netflix at the end of June. And I'm very excited about it. Just because, seriously, I love that director. God, they are taking over. Right? That is nuts. That shit cray. I wonder if Amazon's, like, shitting bricks. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Amazon's doing just fine. Yeah. But well, in the it, in the digital movie market, I think Netflix reigns supreme. Well, and it is interesting. If you look at, like, how much I'm spending on Netflix per month, it's roughly on par with what I'm paying for Amazon. Amazon Prime every year, like if you added it up. And so, huh. you know what? Amazon's doing fine, at least video service wise, because I'm not going to cancel Prime because I like that two day shipping. Uh, yeah. And I buy everything from Amazon. Yeah. Everything. So, My toothpaste, everything. Yeah. And so, like, Prime has got me, it's got me all the way. Yeah. It's fine. That's just, that's an automatic renewal every year that I am okay with because I buy enough shit where that shipping pays off. Yeah. One hundred. So uh, that's all my news. I had one other bit of news, but I actually need to do more research before I can talk about it because right now I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, I have an um, article and it's on Salon.com and it says, there could soon be video games that plug directly into your brain. Okay. So it's the movie Existence. Basically, yes. You've seen that movie, right? Nope. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God it's magical. Really? Well, let it's, me... It's a David Cronenberg movie about alternate reality video games. Well, that's basically what this is, and that's our future, so here we go. <laughs> we're, the, we're in the Matrix. Um, test subjects play a simple two-dimensional computer game where the objective is to navigate through different mazes. The movement in the game is thanks to a magnetic coil that's placed near your skull in a non-evasive way that stimulates the brain. So that's how it's set up, and the game is basically a maze that you control with your mind. It seems like, even if it's a non-invasive thing, it just seems like a really great way to get, like, brain cancer or something. Right. Did I talk about the um, the cell phone thing and how the plants died? No. There, there are, um, this year or last year, these sixth grade students in London, they did a science project and they put a cell phone, oh, they took plants and they put three of them in the window and three of them next to an outlet with a cell phone plugged in. The ones by the window, perfect. They lived, they're wonderful. The ones by the cell phone completely died and shriveled up. Well, were the, were the ones near the outlet getting any sunlight? They, yeah, they had the same amount. Of, okay, so like they, it's not like they were like in a closet or something. They no, still had access yeah, to light. They had access. They were fed the same and everything. Okay, so hmm. isn't that scary? I love that I keep pushing this thing up against my face all the time. Right, and I'm sleeping with it next to my head as my alarm clock. Yeah. So I'm like, well, since I am feeling I am going a bit brain dead, maybe that could be why. <laughs> so there you go. There's all these waves going through our heads. But um, anyhow, they're trying. This is the the reason they're doing this is they're trying to develop a sixth sense in humans. All huh. right, then. Can we see ghosts after this? I sure hope not. Um, that'd be kind of cool. Well, I mean, you can see ghosts right now if you use the app Night Terrors. No thanks. We talked about that before, yeah, we right? Did. Yeah, and no thanks. I downloaded it and I have then I immediately deleted it. I did you try it? No, I'm not going to. Should we try it? No, but not here because I will cry. Maybe sometime, yes, but right yes. now I just don't think I can. Where would we do it? That we probably feel my safe. apartment. Really, you'd want to? Whatever. Hmm. I say that now, and of course, like, but you know. It's, it should be, maybe it'll be fine. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it'll be fine. Because every time you'll turn that corner, you'll be like, oh my God, it's there. I know it's there. I, I think the way my brain works, I'd rather do it at home than I would say at work. Well, I, I wouldn't do it anywhere like, I frequently visit. Thing is, Let's all do the place, it at like a cafe somewhere. Because like, the thing is that you're supposed to do it at night, like where when it's dark. Like in a place you need somewhere that you have access to that's not full of people. Oh. Like, which would mean it'd be to be like me at work late at night or me at home late at night. And I think I'd rather do it at home than I would at work just because at work it's weird to be there if you're by yourself anyway. You know what? We'll just have John do it. He likes scary games. Sure. That he'll, sounds good. He'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> or he 
won't, and then it won't be, oh, at least no. won't be on us. Oh, I'd be so sad. Um, so, yeah, and basically they're interested in how you can encode information into the brain. So most, most science-based things are trying to figure out a way to take information out of the brain and do it that way. This way they're trying to put it into the brain. Well, the next thing you know, like you can uh, get a download of how to pilot a so-and-so helicopter or you can learn Kung Fu. Okay. The Matrix. I would love to speak Portuguese. I would love to speak Japanese or Mandarin. Right? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would like to speak other languages. I'd like to speak English better even, really. Yeah. I like to be able to think properly. Yeah, I would love to drop some of my likes and ums. And I would like to actually remember all of these words of the week that I say every week. (laughs) Yeah, I think at this point I can tell you a handful of them. Yeah. One scapegrace, which I've never fucking used ever. Right. And uh, that's a good one. Pro Procrustean. Procrustean. That was the first one. Hey, maybe it is working. So I've, I've learned some of them. <laughs> and today was. Crolescent. Uh, uh, Corescent. Corescent. Damn good, it. good, though. You got close. it. Pretty close. Yeah. And one other little thing I want to talk about is that I missed it last week, but when MTV had their award show, they had a gender neutral. Um, uh, main actress or, or what's it called? Category? Category for best actor, actress. Oh, it so was, like just best performance. just performer. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Emma Watson won. It is for, for best actor for, for Beauty and the Beast. And the Beast. Oh. Um, well, it's a lot of women actually refer to themselves as actors because that's the profession. Yeah. So they're thinking, why wouldn't like the Academy Awards do this? I mean, you could technically anybody can play any part if you're an actor. Yeah. That's, what an actor does. Well, and I remember hearing a thing about there was a uh, recently there was a an actor or performer that um like due to her I think being trans and the role being sort of a double like a non-binary role that it technically could have been a role that could fit into either category. So they're saying like oh you know the actor could be nominated for either one technically. It's the first time someone could be qualified to be either. Right, and that same actor. Um... Dylan, something, Dylan, um, what show are they on? Empire or? Billions. Oh, okay. Not, they're a, a gender non-binary person, and they play a gender non-binary person in Billions, and so they presented the award. That's really yeah. cool. To, and, like, as much as I do think that MTV is kind of a dumpster fire of a network. You're right. That's pretty cool, though. It, it's very forward-thinking, and actually it gives hope for, I guess, the future. Yeah. And that, like, the kids who are watching this and MTV also you know, question things. Yeah, definitely. MTV also, they're the ones that did the documentary, did Transformation, which oh, was yeah. the trans and that was a, youth. Yeah, that was a great, that was a great piece. Nominated for Daytime Emmy. It was really good, very educational go see it um and so yeah i think mtv maybe this is their new route maybe they're going to oh my god instead of jersey shore they're actually doing something that could possibly oh, move god. the needle of I s- think social norms they are moving in the right direction because <laughs> yeah. they are they could be a really great platform for social change i agree they were in the 80s and they yeah. will be in the 2000s and they 17s. were in, they even were in the early 90s it's just yeah. like the what the I mean, even actually i say through the 90s it was the the real world generation yeah and then but then it was the jersey shore and teen mom yeah. stuff where it all kind of fell apart Those you know dumb reality shows that were taking over and they are mm-hmm. at least doing their part with teen wolf in that they are awakening a whole new generation of gay men oh because they are so hot i, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure senses like I don't want to be that guy but I can't, <laughs> I can't help but think that if you are a teenage boy and you are watching Teen Wolf chances are I will probably we'll probably see you at the Abbey in you know five years or which whatever. there is now a TV show the Abbey on E oh really yeah I did not know that awful well ah, so many gay shows are just so bad it's so bad and the worst, I don't watch Fire Island it's I'm very all stereotypes it is but if you watch the trailer which I haven't seen the show but 
I don't even know if it's out yet, but if you watch the trailer, it seems like they're trying to make all the gay guys go after girls and question their sexuality. That seems to be like the twist huh. of the show. And I'm like, what a fucking awful twist. That's so weird. Yeah, it's really, you watch the trailer and you're going to be like, this is not reality. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. sad. No, it, it is a bummer that so much of, of gay programming or just, you know, LGBT programming is, is very stereotype based. I yeah. think I actually feel like a lot of the, the gender non-binary stuff tends to be the most forward-thinking and the most inclusive. Yeah. Um, but it's it's also the thing that actually I think needs to educate people the most because it is uh, a new issue that a lot of people aren't really addressing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's really easy for Fire Island to be a bunch of, like, you know, queenie, ripped gay dudes all trying to fuck things. Like, <laughs> that's kind of what everyone thought gay people were in the 80s. Uh-huh. And it hasn't really changed, you know, and at least they're, they're I guess they're owning it. But I know a, a lot of gay dudes get really frustrated when they're like, well, I'm not representing this. And I, like I can't think of a time that I've ever been represented on a gay show. Yeah. Um. And it's weird, actually. I think the closest I've ever gotten to being represented was probably with the main character of Looking. I actually never saw Looking. Looking was not a bad show. Hmm. Uh, a lot of people got upset that it was in San Francisco and there was like no Asian people. They didn't oh. introduce. Well, I mean, there's one, and he's straight. Uh, there's a. They didn't introduce a bear character until season two. Um, like the problem was it's not trying to tell everybody's story and that's okay. Like, yeah. uh, but if anything, the character of Patrick, he was fairly milk toast and that he was sort of, I think, designed to be an everyman. And in that I sort of see a little bit of myself in him. He's also, he's a game designer. So he's a nerd. He dresses up as Gordon Freeman for a Halloween Jeez. party. And so like, at least I can, I get, I, I understood him just as yeah. part of the, the, the gaming side of it. Yeah, yeah. But he's also intolerably uh, naive, which is frustrating because I, I would like to think that even when he's I was... probably is he? I haven't seen. Is he really young? No, it's uh oh god, what's his name? He was in Frozen. Um, Frozen. He was a voice. The in cartoon. Frozen. Yeah, he was a voice in it. Oh, um, gosh, I don't know. Shit, what's his name? Oh my god, I just know Adina Menzel. Everyone's names are failing me. Uh, it's because you sleep with your cell phone next to your head. Oh, is that why? Yeah. God, um, you you know him. He's uh, he, he's uh, an actor that you know. Jonathan <laughs> Jonathan Groff. Who? <laughs> who is that? That guy. I have no clue who that no. is. You you've seen him. In he looks stuff. like the Human Torch. Fine. He was in the Normal Heart. Um, I did see the Normal Heart. He was in that. That was very good. He's in stuff like you 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 know him. Um. Anyway. But yeah, uh, so um, yeah, a lot of people get really frustrated when like a show doesn't represent who they are, which you know. Whatever, it's a TV show. It's not yeah. about. I mean, you. I'm never represented. In yeah, hardly I was anything. I was curious, like, well, yeah, what are your thoughts on that whole thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I see snippets of me and I see this and that, but it's never my story. Like, basically, I've never seen my story represented, but I'm okay with that. I don't mind because yeah. some it's somebody's story. Even if it's not what I'm going through, I can see myself through it. Or some of the struggles are similar and things like that. That's why I create my own stories and I do my own thing because that's the way I represent myself. Well, so. And, you know, I, I have to say, I, I, I always appreciate how much you sort of have a general live and let live kind of vibe on things. Yeah. And just that I think even when things, you know, unfairly represent people or whatever i think you're you're kind of you understand but you also you hope it gets better but like i i like the fact that you in this era of like social justice warriors and online uh fighting against even people who typically are on your side i like yeah. the fact that you have a very tempered approach to things yeah i don't jump to conclusions and i i can see the different points of view like i don't just have a narrow-minded view on something that might not make sense yeah. Or something that might be difficult to swallow. I can see why somebody would maybe have, you know, it's like even Rayon, like that she and from yeah, Dallas uh, Buyers Dallas Club. Dallas Buyers Club. I liked the character. And I thought it was a great performance. And I know it was a huge scandal back then when it was when the, the movie was new. But I liked it. And I yeah. know I, I would have wished that a trans person would have played the part. I thought that would be great. But Jared Leto did a great job. Well, and also he had support in developing his performance of that character yes. from the trans community. Yes. So there, there are different aspects to everything and there are show things coming out that that are maybe not a step forward but they're just a different point of view so 
I think it's a, a very healthy way to look at it and also not give yourself a rage stroke. Yes. We don't want that. Because <laughs> seriously, like, yeah, <laughs> the world is better with you here, at least. So it's it's also good to recognize your battles and uh, know when to just sort of... Yeah, and I always say, uh, if you don't like it, then make something better. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. You do it. You put it out there. I mean, the technology is there for you to just take your phone and create something. Seriously, a lot of people it's are doing some, some really cool, you know, yeah, just some independent stuff is happening. Yeah, like, if you have an iPhone, just go out there, shoot something, edit it on iMovie. You can make Tangerine. Yes, you could. Because that was simple, shot on an iPhone. couple lenses, done. Yeah. So make it yourself. If you don't like what you're seeing out there, do it yourself. So yeah. that was a fun tangent that we got yeah. real. We got real for a minute. We though. got we are real people after all. I like it. <laughs> so do you have a crush? Oh no, you had something else to say. No, no, that was it. That was it. Oh. I, I have one thing that's poorly researched, so I can't talk about it. Oh, this that's week. right. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, crush. Um, okay, so uh, this is a crush with a caveat. Um, caveat. I had to look up this character because I was actually curious about how tall they were because I think one of my favorite things about him is that he's kind of small. Okay. But then I saw his age. Oh. And now I feel a little gross. But also, though, seriously, this character... <laughs> this character <laughs> but does, it, it is not fair in video games. This character does not read as this age, first off. Gotcha. And then also, even for the live action spot they did for the TV spot, he's clearly of age. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we always run into this problem? Seriously, what the fuck? <laughs> and I get it. Like, maybe you want, like, a teenage hero to sell those units to the kids. But um, way to make me look like a creep. No, I get it. I've, I've creeped over some people already. So. so Little Mac from Punch-Out. Shut up. I have a picture of Little Mac in my phone because he's so hot. <laughs> the redesign of Little Mac for the, the Wii version. Yeah. He's like this sort of like Italian-American, like just super toned little guy. Yeah. That you're on his side. He's adorable. I think and he's hot. Yeah. And like uh, the live action version of him for the TV spot when that game came it. out, I still remember him. Really? Yeah. Like, so Little Mac. From he's my not type, but you didn't say what it's from. Oh, well, the Little Mac that I really enjoy. I mean, mm -hmm. like, you know, I grew up. It's like when, okay, so when I grew up playing Punch Out, yeah. we were both under 18. So it was fine. It was fine. And now. I didn't care for him then, though. Oh, it's me neither. It's all about <laughs> Little Mac for the Wii. Yes. Because like Little Little Mac in Super Nintendo got super anime in his features and he got blonde. And, um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I can take up a photo. It's not it's not good. Uh, and then, but yeah, Little Mac for the Wii punch out just in the version that made it into Smash Brothers. Like I have a Little Mac amiibo. Yeah. And like that is that is the Little Mac. Actually, that ends like as someone who's trying to start working out more, that is my ideal body type for me to uh, accomplish. I mean, that's. Like little, that's a good body with a little bit of bubbly muscle, but nothing crazy. Yeah, like he's toned, he's lean, and he's got some curves. And he's five foot seven. Really? So he's taller than me. Samus is six foot three. So Jesus, you can see yourself in Little Mac, and I can see myself in Samus. There we go. Because yeah, like because I am. Uh, what does that make me? I am two and a half inches shorter than Little Mac. Sweet. So I like um, that. But yeah, so that is my crush. He's a very good crush. I actually had thought about Little Mac, so I'm glad he was your crush. Good. He was on my list for a while. I was just saving him for now. So uh, who is your crush? My crush is a little more contemporary. Uh, Morgan Yu from Prey. Oh. The male Morgan. I'm yes. playing as the female Morgan, but... I do love the fact that they chose a name that works for both male and female. And I've always loved the name Morgan. It's a good name, actually, yeah. for male or female, really. Yeah. It is a great name. It's a pretty hot name. I, I've always been obsessed with Morgan Le Fay from Arthurian Legends. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Morgan's great. But yeah, he's he's really cute. He's really smart. He's... I'm guessing he's full Japanese... I believe so. I think so. And um, financially secure, comes from a good line of brains, creates a neuromod. Right. We're going to need them when our brains fry from our cell phones. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's pretty hot. And even though it's really gross, the scene in the trailer where he's looking at himself in the mirror and his eye is oh, the completely eye. red. Yeah. He looks so damn hot to me. I don't know. Well, there's something about the way Arcane treats their characters with this super angular kind of oil painting quality to them. They're unbelievably stylized. Did they do... Uh 
dishonored dishonored yes same people yeah and um and it shows and like especially it's and this is it's not fair they're uh their overweight characters tend to look a little grotesque while they're, they're kind of penguinish yeah like his his brother or morgan's brother um whose name i don't remember it's his father i thought it was his brother alex is that it? Is that his father? It's his father. Oh, it's the one voiced by Benedict Wong from Sunshine. Ah, he looks yeah, a little yeah. grotesque, but like, meanwhile, though, the the sibling or you know whoever you choose, which Morgan, they both are very striking. Oh my God, is it his brother? I thought it was his brother. I gotta look that up now. This whole time I thought it was his father. He looks like a hundred years older. No, nope, I think that's just their their character design choices. Wow. But one thing that that company does is beautiful like animation of characters. Yeah. Stunning. So, I don't nice. know. I don't know. Morgan Andromeda. You approved. Yeah. Morgan U is hot. It is a bummer. I so I so want to give Andromeda another shot, but for every game I play... That, oh my God, you're right. Big brother. Right? There we go. For every game I play that has really spectacular animations... Um, they look just, so different. He could... How are they even related? It makes zero sense. That's more of, yeah. Arc- Especially like the girl Morgan versus Alex. Oh, like, yeah. Well, that's that. They're, that's both Morgan. Yeah. But have you, do you know what Alex looks like? Oh, yeah. I, I, from the demo, I it saw It makes him. no sense. No. Well, he, yeah. He looks a little bit more, they turned him into sort of a villain in his design a little bit. Ew. So Yeah. Okay. But no, I'm on board with, uh, with Morgan uh, as your crush of the week. Approved. Kid tested, mother approved. <laughs> it shouldn't be tested on kids that shit's rated m oh yeah unless they're gonna buy it and get a bag of meth inside Ooh, of it yeah thanks games call back call back hey <laughs> all right yeah, older brother wow i never i'm dumbfounded oh another thing that you can change the difficulty and pray and not have any consequences just so you know because i kept saying you couldn't but you actually could so, so can it's important that we right our wrongs we righted our wrong so yes. yeah nice i guess that's it i think that's everything so you can follow the podcast on social media um well you can follow me first of all satine the dream on instagram and twitter or satine on twitch and you can follow me at fast danger on twitter or mr gladstone on instagram and twitch and you can follow the podcast itself, BitDiffPodcast, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can email us at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And please follow, rate, and comment our antics in iTunes mm-hmm. and Google Play. Yeah. I've actually been getting some good comments from people. Really? Mm-hmm. It's very nice. Excellent. Yeah. I love getting, hearing about new discoveries. People, like this one person wrote, he's like, oh, maybe it was on our Twitter. He was like, I just discovered your um, your podcast. I'm already on episode three and I really love it. Congratulations. And I was like, oh my God, that's awesome. Let's hope that they stay on board. I mean, as we've continued to, you know, uh, devolve into whatever we're doing now. They will. <laughs> we have that power. We do. We have power. Yes. Sensual. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Have a good night everyone. Ciao Bye.